0: Welcome back to 40 a Podcast. We don't recommend that you hit, get drunk listening to this podcast, but boy, does it help. And now back to our irregularly scheduled program. I am Josh, and with me as always is Justin. Hey, buddy. You've been drinking already? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> what are you drinking on? I am drinking a Honey Brown, which, in case you didn't know, has been around forever because it was around when I was in high school. And apparently they still make it. So good for them.
0: <laughs> what are I'm you drinking? It. Hang on, hang on. I gotta, ah. Pop. I've got i got a uh, an Eighth Wonder Brewston, and i still got some Yinglings I'm going to be sipping on later.
1: Lots of jealousy on this side. Lots of jealousy.
0: <laughs> well, I'll let you know next time I go to Louisiana. I'll pick you some up. I can't promise it'll be here when you get to it.
1: Fair enough. On top of that, though, I have – uh, these guys are out of uh, either Arlington or Dallas. Brian Sons, they're Texas oh, yeah. Red Ale. Yeah, they're That's like my four- sec- I think they're Fort Worth. I think they're Fort Worth. Yeah, and then their other uh, other one is Ugly Plug, Ugly Pug. <laughs> Too much beer. Ugly Pug, which is awesome.
0: I've had Ugly Pug. Um, what was the first one you had? I, I know the you Texas. The pug Texas pug Red. The Texas the red.
1: red is like nothing you've ever had. It's just the most solid red beer I've ever had in my life.
0: 100%. I'll take the red over the the Ugly Pug.
1: No, yeah, one hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: Oh man. It's what you've been up to, man.
1: Uh, Editing our podcast, apparently, because it takes forever. (laughs) Sorry, dude. No, that's all right. The people may not see this, but apparently we like to stutter over our words, say the word um, like to say the word like, like, like (laughs) multiple times over. So it's it's good times. So um, like we Mm. say that stuff a lot. Yeah, exactly. A lot, a (laughs) lot, a lot.
0: I'm working on it. I'll try to lighten your load, so to speak.
1: Fair enough. What about you? What have you been up to?
0: Uh, Well, last uh, – see, and here I go. Yeah, there you go. Nice little weekend. Went to Lowe's, redid the flower beds. So there you go. I'm sore from that bed stuff.
1: and beyond. Don't uh, know. Was, Maybe we're in time.
0: There wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough time. But well, that was really – I mean, just standard weekend stuff. And then we've been watching uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Have you watched that yet? With That's, Tim Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore. God, it's just fun to say Timothy Oliphant. It's a good name.
1: It's a, a it's a zombie movie, right? Or a cannibalism? A, cannibalism.
0: Uh, a little bit of both. It's of both. she's. It's kind of a dark comedy, I guess, where she all of a sudden becomes undead. She doesn't get bit by a zombie. It's nothing like that. She just becomes undead and has to eat people and they live in the suburbs or whatever Santa Clarita is. I don't even know if it's a real place, but she uh, has to figure out a way to stay undetected and eat people. Otherwise she'll just be hungry all the time. It's it's funny. It's not too serious.
1: But it it's just entertaining like, to watch. That sounds like what happens to me at a wedding. I get really you super drunk and no, I get super drunk and then I have to go undetectable drinking more drinks than I should probably not have <laughs> I'm going to embarrass someone. So, I mean, there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a parallel there, but I'm not eating people. I'm just getting so drunk that I'm going to say something horrible to your family members. So don't ever invite me to your wedding. You're in mine. Yep.
0: It was a good <laughs> wedding. And I didn't hear anyone say, man, your friend over there is weird. So I guess you did pretty good.
1: No, I took care of those people. Sorry, you're out a couple <laughs> relatives. <laughs> That's fine. I have plenty. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything new. Um, I have a whole, I have a whole host of things I need to go back and watch on Netflix. Some of the things you've given me, some things somebody's given me, and like, I think the only thing I've gotten to is a uh, Joel McHale does basically a knockoff, uh, yeah. uh, and
0: it's so good.
1: Yeah, I I didn't. At first, I was like, "Ah, I wasn't feeling it. Like two episodes, I was like, okay, this is just. It took a second, and it's there. It's it's good. It's Joel McHale. So what do you got to do? It's you know I've
0: described this to a few people that I you know I used to watch The Soup, and that was kind of like we'd go out to the bar Friday night and wake up Saturday morning, grab a cup of coffee and DVR the Soup from the night before and watch that, and that was my Saturday morning routine. And I realized I missed that show. And I went to find it one day only to find out it hadn't aired in like three years. So come to find out this new show is coming. I didn't know about it until the week before it aired and I was super excited and it did not disappoint. That dude didn't miss a beat.
1: No, he's, he's, he's made for that kind of show. He, he definitely, you know, I mean, even if it's just a green screen teleprompter, he is definitely Joel McHale. He's just going to read off some snarky stuff and, and, and they've had good guests so far. The last one I watched was uh Seth Green as the uh, as the Joel McHale show bully, which yeah, that's right. Yeah. Seth Green, just a little short guy. I love him. Well, the one from this past week, excuse me,
0: the one from this past week actually had um, Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant, where he actually made mention of my favorite Timothy Oliphant vehicle, which was the movie Go. I enjoy that oh. movie.
1: Like I haven't shit. seen it in a
0: long time, but I love that movie.
1: I don't remember. I don't remember the it's blonde-haired girl. It wasn't the main par, main person in the movie. I don't uh, remember who that was.
0: I would look because normally I have the DVD behind me, but I think I got rid of that movie, which makes me sad. So I need to go to Half Price Books and pick up a $4 copy of it. Um, I can't think of her name right now.
1: No, that could not. Uh, but, I mean, go. I, it's, I can't say I remember the movie exactly. But I mean, that was that was a good movie. It was it was definitely the late nineties movie and everything like it's that. Definitely a late nineties movie. Sarah Polly. And I have no idea what I couldn't tell you what else she was in for the life Katie of. Katie Holmes is in that movie. Katie
0: Holmes is in that movie. That's why I'm thinking of it. And Jay Moore, I think. Is Jay Moore in that movie? He's a cop.
1: Scott Wolf, Scott, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Does ever you know Jay Moore is right underneath? Okay. Them. I'm looking at the IMDb. It's Scott Wolf, Jay Moore, Timothy Oliphant.
0: Scott Scott Wolf and Jay Moore are a couple.
1: Aw, they seem like the cute couple too. They're adorable. Fuck, I might have to rewatch that movie. That's been like so long, and like I don't like I said the the girl main girl Sarah Sarah Polly. I wouldn't. I'm like, I'm looking at looking at her face. I still don't know anything else she's in.
0: That that could possibly be my pick for a movie showdown for the most nineties movie ever.
1: Oh, I I think I have the I think I think I have the one that would go up against that is uh I'd go Empire Records.
0: That's those are my top two. <laughs> if if we said showdown right now and you went first and said Empire Records, I'd put go up against it.
1: Yeah, I I read I need to rewatch Go, but that's a that's a pretty decent showdown uh, by all means. Yeah, because I don't yeah. know what you you'd have to do something with Ben Stiller to kind of like add on top of that or something. Oh, like that. Reality Bites. Oh, Reality Bites definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Reality Bites or there's uh, what's the other one? Singles. Singles. Singles would be a good '90s movie.
1: It's basically, like you know something between Winona Ryder, you know something like that, right? Those are winners. Yep. Anyway. You know, like Other than that, not much else on the watch it front other than the same old rehashed. I watched nothing but superhero shit. So <laughs> I feel like yeah. no one wants to know, any, know about that anymore.
0: I'm waiting for Netflix to release the newest season of The Flash because I enjoy The Flash.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that last time. Like I said, uh, the more you catch up with it, I think you'll like it. You'll really enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I can catch it.
0: I can catch. I can catch it on CW, but I think I'm past what's all what's available to me online. I would have to dig it up somewhere else, and I'm just not willing to put forth the effort.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. They actually, uh, they released a Suicide Squad uh, cartoon through DC Animation the other day too.
0: That does nothing for me.
1: Seriously? <laughs> Quite honestly, no. Have you watched any of the other DC animated uh, cartoons? Not
0: in a while. I think okay. the last one I watched was it, it's not even new was uh, Flashpoint Paradox because I was told you need to see this.
1: I like yeah. that one. It was it was yeah, pretty it was good really it.
0: cool. Yeah, well, it, it's into a lot of the Flash stuff of alternate timelines and things like that, which is always yeah. interesting to me. I like watching that kind of stuff.
1: So originally, Flashpoint was the ten or twelve book yeah comic book series. So I mean, like they there was a lot more in between stuff in there. They compacted yeah. what would probably be about maybe nine or 10 hours of episodes into about two hours of movie. But oh, I got you. It, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I don't, I barely re- remember reading part of the comic book, but as for the new suicide. And so they did another suicide squad movie, uh, animated movie, which was like, and I'll, I'll, I will vouch for DC animated DC animated movies beats the living crap out of their live action stuff by a landslide. Oh,
0: totally. I'll agree with you there.
1: And so if you get a chance, I don't remember the, the name of the first one offhand, but watch the first suicide animated film. It was really good. And this one I've yet to watch, but I'm going to watch it as soon as I can get a hold of it. I literally think it came out yesterday. It's a suicide squad Hell to pay. So, okay. And they've been doing, they've been doing a really good job and that's a lot of like, it's a lot of good people in it. So I'm going to give it, a, give it it's due.
0: I got you. Yeah. If I come across it, I'll, I'll give it a watch
1: so i heard you ended up doing your civic duty the other day and going to jury duty you said duty twice <laughs> yeah i did say duty
0: <laughs> yeah dude it sucked i got out of it but um <clears throat> i mean excuse me i uh, was not selected but yeah it was it's the court system downtown right now is actually a huge mess um if you don't know jury duty downtown. Everything is basically underground. So they built this new facility a few years ago that it's actually really nice. The last, the time before this, that I got called up for it. Um, it's like this building that you walk up to and that's where they do all the metal detectors and stuff. And you take a escalator down and you're, so you walk in at street level and then you're at basement level and it's, it's nice. They've got, It's almost like stadium seating and they've got monitors up everywhere. So, you know, whatever information you need is up there. There's a little cafe, I think. I'm not positive. I Uh seem to remember that. And uh, then, you know, they call your group and there's tunnels that take you through downtown to whatever court building you have to go to. Well, in case anyone didn't know, Houston had a bit of a flood. I was going to say. Yeah and all of that and that was in august when did that happen when was harvey whatever it's been months and that okay. whole brand new jury complex downtown is still they're still working on it to get it back up yeah and the one of the main court buildings the criminal building is just they're they're working on that too cuz it was pretty much destroyed so I was actually selected for a criminal case, but they said, All right, we're going up to the family court building. I'm like, what? Okay. Like, why do you have a criminal case? Go. So we get up to the room and the judge explained to us, like, look, we've got a backlog of cases. We've got, we've got normally this room is for child custody hearings and things like that, but we've got court cases going on all over the place and office buildings and warehouses and this and that. And like, dude, that judge actually came out of retirement. To help with the backlog of stuff from Hurricane Harvey. So it was just a big mess getting down there. But the easy part is probably about 15 minutes away from my house is a Metro bus parking ride where I can just hop on the bus. And first stop when you hit downtown is, you know, okay, get off the bus and walk two blocks that way and you're at the jury complex. <laughs> so that was easy. I don't have to right go there, downtown right? to park because I, dude, I hate driving downtown Houston.
1: Hate it. I just hate parking. That's uh, I mean, yeah, like downtown is shitty, awesome but Houston is miserable.
0: Well, it's all those one-way roads, and it's just a pain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I went to the selection room, and they didn't pick me, and I went home.
1: That's not bad. Now, uh, was it, wait, was this a uh, was this Houston, city of Houston, or was this a uh, Harris, Harris County? Yeah, okay because I'm when not I, in I'm not in the actual city of Houston. I was going to say when I did it years ago it was uh it was this little it looked like a ch- like a church room like it was a bunch of pews and stuff. So. Oh yeah,
0: no, these were this was like uh they weren't folding chairs but they were like the stack up chairs. Yeah, metal frame with the plastic back. Um they were just all over this room. It was like it was a basement of another building. It wasn't even the old jury duty building. It was some other building where we went into the basement i guess that didn't flood out and uh like the the ceiling was eight feet tall or something and it was mm-hmm. complete. i paid four dollars for a miserable cup of coffee while i was down there got home and made a better one
1: <laughs> so what did you do with the five dollars
0: did they give you the five,
1: did they give you a choice like they're you supposed know? to give you Donate the five dollars, or do you want to take right. the five
0: dollars? You can donate it, or you can get. Well, I think it was six dollars. They gave us a raise. Oh wow, um, fancy! Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get my check
1: because yeah. when
0: I left the courtroom, they said you're not going to come back to this room. I was like, oh, that's weird. But I got the. I mean, they gave me my uh my work excuse slip and my bus pass. So whatever, dude. I got to ride the bus for free, and I didn't have to fight traffic on Interstate 45.
1: It's like they should give you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and slap you in the ass and send you on your way. Go out there and make something. Yeah. Some of those
0: frosted animal crackers, that'd be good, too.
1: Oh, frosted animal crackers are the best. I mean, they're going to be nice, you ones. might as well do those.
0: Man, those pink and white ones are oh, so good. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no. that, was, that was about it, man. I got home earlier than I would have gotten home from work, and they gave me a slip saying I was there until 5 o'clock, so that was nice. Fair enough. Came home, cracked open a beer.
1: So proud of you for Thanks, just ma'am. going home and cracking open a little bit of beer. Not your civic duty part. I don't care. <laughs> Last time I had to do that, they sent me something in the mail, and I was literally like, "You know what? I've already done this once before, and I, I feel like I should have the t- the the ability to turn it down." So what I did was, and my father was so pissed at me. I sent them, I faxed them back the thing, and said that I could not go because my father was an invalid. <laughs> oh man!
0: I <laughs> <Better laughs> hope they don't catch you on that.
1: Yeah. Statue of Limitations. I'm pretty sure it's way over. So, or I'm going to edit that out of the podcast entirely. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But he was invalid at the time. He couldn't do anything. So, oh well. There you go. Project the lie. No, no. I meant like he couldn't. But I'm yeah. (laughs) So Justin commits crimes and you know pays for him later and then right podcast is off the air for six months until he gets out of you know baby jail. So there you go maybe joe well actually i missed
0: this was my second summons i missed the first one because it was on january 2nd and i was like yeah i'm just not going to that and then they sent me another one and then while i'm sitting in the jury selection room waiting i guess if you just keep skipping out on it they can hold you in contempt of court so
1: yeah no they'll get you for the fun stuff these days
0: yeah i'll stop i'll stop skipping it i don't need to go to jail yeah so hey justin i got a question for you what's that Nirvana or the Pixies?
1: I'm going to go Pixies.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I like the Pixies, but I love Nirvana still to this day.
1: Even though they didn't cover them, I think, you know, the the Nirvana comes from the Pixies. Nirvana- you absolutely right. Kurt
0: Cobain even said that. I mean, like, like, I forget exactly how he said it, so I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it in my own weird way. Yeah. Smells Like Teen Spirit, which is what broke Nirvana onto mainstream America. He said he was, he flat out said, yeah, I ripped off the Pixies. It's that whole loud, quiet, loud thing. Yeah. Which is what the Pixies were so very good at, and they make it work. But Nirvana, Nirvana captivated me from the beginning. I mean, I have older siblings, and they kind of introduced me to um, Nirvana after Nevermind came out. I just remember, you know, hearing it in the car when they were driving, and Somehow I wound up with a copy of Nevermind way younger than I should have probably. (laughs) Um, And uh, when Kurt died, that's when I really started like, you know, I got a copy of Bleach. Um, I got, I didn't have in utero or incesticide because my mother would have probably burned it.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) But I did
0: have, I had unplugged and I had from the muddy banks of the wish which I still love to listen to that album. That, that live album. It was like a compilation live album they put out. After yeah. Kurt passed, and it just—you—you you look at how music changed after Nirvana, and just they going back and listening now. I mean, I always knew Dave Grohl was a badass drummer, but the song structure, the stuff that they did, Chris Novoselic is a good bass player. He's a really good bass player. Yeah. And after after Nirvana, you look at how music changed. They killed off the hair and metal bands essentially. They did. And it gave us Dave Grohl and everything he's done since then. I mean, not just Foo Fighters, but you got, you know, the ProBot album, the Them Crooked Vultures album, the stuff he's done with Queens of the Stone Age. He produced oh. he produced a Zac Brown Band album. Yeah. And then, you know, you get the, the Sound City documentary and the documentary series that went along with the Foo Fighters album, Sonic Highways, and just everything he's done for music in general.
1: I think you're making a case for Dave Grohl. I've
0: yes, a- <laughs> got a slight man crush on Dave Grohl. Yeah. So Dave, if you're listening.
1: Yeah. Dave Grohl, send <laughs> Josh all your underwear because he has a... No. Just, <laughs> weirdo. Why do you have to go there? Ugh. Just one pair. You know, it probably has his face <laughs> on it. <so. laughs> just one pair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, I mean, but going on that idea that nirvana spawned everything like this it like like they are proto they are the proto grunge they are oh yeah they're definitely by the way that's t- definitely two like areas because like pixies was massachusetts and shit like that and you you can always hear like kind of ringing through a lot of things is like more east coast and stuff like that but the i just i think it's more weird i think it's more like kind of zany it's definitely um uh, if if the Pixies feels more college indie mm-hmm. rock kind of thing, Nirvana is definitely high school dropout. And well, and there's that's, there's that's that a sound to it.
0: And you know, people say, "Oh, Nirvana is grunge, is grunge, is grunge." But I don't think you would have. And and I'll, dude, I will give Pixies all kinds of credit. It's personal preference that I like Nirvana better. I will totally say that the Pixies are probably more responsible for some of the stuff that happened during the alternative. Movement that happened, you know, kind of post grunge, maybe kind of halfway yeah. through grunge. A lot of that. I mean, we got Texas got the Toadies out of the Pixies. Oh yeah, hundred percent, big time. I did actually. The, the Toadies are kind of responsible for me learning about the Pixies because they had the. There was a live album they put out mid two thousands, I guess, that had them doing a live cover of "Where's My Mind." Oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, which was recorded in Dallas. I was supposed to be at that show actually, but it didn't work out for me to get up there. And uh, I was like, "What is? What song is this?" And then I maybe I Googled it or something and come to find out, oh, this is the song at the end of Fight Club by a band called the Pixies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I found the documentary, which if you haven't seen it, uh, it's called Loud Quiet Loud. It's one,
1: <laughs> it's which awesome
0: is a perfect word. name for a Pixies documentary. Uh, it's it's all one word. Loud, quiet, loud. It's about when they came, when the Pixies rebanded around 2007 or 8 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. And it kind of introduced me to them. And so it's playing a bunch of Pixies music through this whole thing. And so that's when I started listening to them. And they're great. They're fantastic. Frank Black and the Catholics, also good stuff.
1: For the longest time, I was screwed with people and would tell them I, I pronounced it Catholics. (laughs) and it's like I I love mispronouncing words so it's like I'd say oh yeah Frank Black and the Catholics and I'm like what? do you mean Catholics? it's like no no it's pronounced Catholics and they didn't know the band well I know the band a little bit but I didn't know it that well. but they didn't know the band well enough and they're like oh maybe it is pronounced Catholics
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it's Catholics
1: oh yeah it totally is
0: and I only learned about Frank Black and the Catholics through a Sound City documentary by Dave Roll yeah, when they talked about recording some of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, no, like, everything you got on Nirvana, everything, you, like, you even got a lot of stuff out of the Pixies, and there's definitely, like, I can't, I can't say for a single fact I know more than two breeder songs, so...
0: I know but, Cannonball, and that's it.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't remember the other one. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's like, that was, it's not a lot. And, but, I mean, I feel like... I feel like grunge kind of stops off at a point. Yep. Uh, so Nirvana's influence in rock kind of like dies out a little bit, but it's like Pixies. I feel like you have like Weezer, you get you get some of the best Weezer stuff from comes from influence from the Pixies. You get some of the best uh, you know, like stuff like Modest Mouth, some of the indie bands and everything like that that are out there that are just like, I think that there's a Pixies influence in there somewhere, if not totally, but a little bit. But I mean, like, even when even with one of the even with either of those, like what they did and what they produced and everything like that, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a measurable way to say who had more influence on the world overall. But like at at the time that Nirvana hit, Nirvana had more influence, you know, in the in the short high time that they had right off the bat than the Pixies did. The Pixies had more influence over a longer time. Nirvana, like, bam. The whole world was watching, you know, the rock right. was there. And it was
0: I would say it's less influence on today's bands than it would be how did the music scene change entirely after they were gone. You know what I mean? Because I'm what I'm saying is look at look at rock pre never mind, was what, ninety one?
1: Oh yeah, you're you're literally talking about poison and uh, rap oh, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, oh, they yeah. they ended that. They ended that very hardcore
0: and you know it's that's what i'm saying because if uh, if we still had mr big in the year 2000 i don't think i'd be able to survive listening to music
1: i think judging the impact is probably it's probably the same but it's how it worked i think nirvana would be their impact was very was very broad decisive and very in in the public mindset like if you listen to most documentaries when they talk about that crushing moment where hair metal is dead the first thing you hear is those four, those first four sing, singular chords of you know of smells like teen spirit. That's how yep. anybody that does a documentary just goes. You hear that, yeah, it goes off, and that's it. That's how you know that we're ushering out the 80s and going into the 90s in any way musical sense, right there.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: And the Pixies were where their thing is felt is like you go. You listen to the Pixies and then you and then you listen to Nirvana's first album. Yep, and you go, "That's where that came from." And that's it's more subtle; it's not very direct, and it's like, but they still have a big following for who they are and and what they do.
0: You hear a lot more Pixies in Nevermind than you do Bleach.
1: Oh, that's one hundred percent. Bleach is like very much.
0: Then I feel like once you get into In Utero, because Incesticide, while there is some that you don't know. Incesticide's an EP that came out between Nevermind and In Utero. Incesticide's a lot of covers of like bands that are not well known. Um,
1: what is it? They had a big obsession with the the Vaseline's. Vaseline's,
0: yeah. Which was a man. I'm gonna get this wrong, but I believe it was like
1: an Irish punk rock band or something. They were British or Irish, I believe. Sc- they might be Sc- Scottish for all I fucking know.
0: I'm trying to look this up right now. The Vaseline's. Was it uh, Cal, Scotland. They're from Scotland. You're right. Um,
1: Jesus doesn't want me for a sunbeam. Um, oh, off of man. They they covered
0: that on Unplugged, which man. Do yourself a favor and listen to Nirvana Unplugged if, if you, you never have.
1: I was gonna say if you have not listened to Nirvana Unplugged, you were born after 1990. That's just <laughs> you had to have listened to that once. when you wanted to or not. Straight up, oh,
0: man. It's and to think that that was his last performance. And it came out after he died, man, that was, Mm -hmm. it's so good. And as good as it is, what is on par with it, or may even be better. I know this, that may be sacrilegious to some people to hear Alice in Chains Unplugged. Oh man. Alice in Chains
1: Unplugged was good.
0: That's really good. Anyway, so you you see a, a drop off of the Pixies influence between Nevermind and In Utero
1: i think i think that's good though because because all three it, of their
0: albums are very different from each other yeah like they get progressively well it gets you know bleach is more of the punk rock yeah 100 and then it gets it's not that it's poppy but it's more polished on nevermind and then in utero is just a lot darker i mean that's 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 a heroin addiction album
1: yeah heroin, like in utero is lying on the floor flapping your arms just like freaking, you know, completely out of your mind yeah. and just, yeah. Well, I feel they're like the
0: Pixies them. albums, or at least the ones that I'm more familiar with, are very, it, It's it not to say that it plateaus, but they're, I can't think of a way to describe what I'm trying to describe. <laughs> I, th- I feel like they get more polished as they go on, but it I, really I don't do. feel like there is as much of a divide as Nirvana's three big releases were.
1: I think the, the Pixies divide you get is is within an album. There's going to be a song or two that just, like, it's usually something a little weird, and it's usually something a little off. Like, uh, there's some lyrics in there where he's talking about, would you buy me a soda? Would you buy me a soda and molest me in the parking lot? And it's like, he's he's got some weird lyrics. Oh, yeah. But he like he'll pick a song, and it just kind of goes, that one's going left. Everything else is going right. This one's going left. Yeah, well,
0: there's... And to be honest, I haven't listened to the last two Pixies albums. I'm looking at their discography right now. So Indie City and Head Carrier, I've not listened to. The big divide, I think, between their first four, like the ones they're more known for, are is is between Doolittle and Bossa Nova. So Surfer Rosa and Doolittle to me are like those are that's prime Pixies. Like that's what you want to listen to.
1: The Surfer Rosa's gotta be one of my favorites. It's just yeah, it's, it's a great album. Phone machine break so like uh the one i'd say that actually kind of goes left on this on the sound while everything goes right a little bit is uh something against you because it's like it's very it's that's all it is it's like and it reminds me of it reminds me of a nirvana song i can't think of that only has about three or four lyrics to it too uh but it's just like it's very sharp it almost has a ska feel to it how he's doing it real quick yeah but And it's just like, but you have that, you have Broken Face, Gigantic, Where's My Mind, River Euphrates, Cactus. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, it's really good album. And I do have that on vinyl, too, actually.
0: Oh, I would love to have a copy of that on vinyl, actually. Or anything Pixies. My vinyl collection is not that extensive. Do a little solid, too. I'm pulling that up right now. The Baser, which Kim Deal even said, that's the quintessential Pixies song. To baser. Wave of Mutilation. Here comes your man. That's a great song. Monkey Going to Heaven. Gouge Away.
1: So I saw them live with actually two things. I saw them live last year around June. Yeah. So and it was a it ranks up in my top shows. And it's like it's one of my favorites. But right now, um, and you're gonna find this strangely screwed up as I did when I saw it. Right now they're touring with Weezer.
0: Yeah, I knew that because I saw and we had this conversation, I believe. I saw that they were touring with Weezer, and the only way that I would see a Weezer tour with the Pixies is if Weezer only played Blue and Pinkerton. Yeah, and, that's
1: exactly and, what I'm nodding my head to. <laughs> and,
0: and Pixies played their first four albums. That would, I would, I would get there early. I wouldn't even be that drunk, just because I'd want to enjoy it so much. That would make me so happy. I'd be that
1: drunk. I don't care. Screw (laughs) it.
0: Which, and then after we talked about this, I went and looked it up. Pixie, or I'm sorry, Weezer did do a tour, I think, two or three years ago, where all they played was Blue and Pinkerton. So, missed out on that.
1: Yeah. And I I wanted to look up and see maybe they were doing Pinkerton and the Blue album with the Pixies, because it makes so much sense.
0: Oh, oh, I'd be so happy. But it is what it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, I think uh, if anything, you get more mus- musicians out of the uh, Pixies at a, overall. But, I mean, like, of course, there's only three people in Nirvana, and one of them did die. And basically, the other two split decision, basically. Christ, it's Chris Novoselic or Christ Novoselic. It always goes back and forth. I never know. Well, it,
0: it's, it's, I think it's Chris, but I can't remember if it's Novoselic or Novoselic. It's one Nova of those. Selich. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he went and became a politician for a little while. He's got a band now and i listened to the first single off of the album which i think it's called the band is called big the giant maybe oh, i like the name the band is giants in the trees giants oh, in the Trees. my mistake big the giant sounds like a
1: band i should know though if that band doesn't exist we're gonna make it there we go that's a good band name yeah no um him and Dave Grohl got together and did, I can't remember what it was for, but it was for some awards show. They basically picked three female artists and they did Nirvana songs.
0: Yes, I saw that.
1: It was good. It, I, th- I thought I thought 100% just based on Kurt Cobain and kind of who he was, picking three female artists and not picking male artists to do covers with it was the right choice. It really was.
0: Absolutely was. Um, he was actually a big fan of Kim Deal. He was upset that Frank Black didn't let her sing more on Pixies albums.
1: Yeah, I would have been. I don't know why he didn't do that.
0: She's She's, good. She went on. Was she was she was the Breeders, right? I know she's got a sister. Yeah, she was
1: the Breeders. She a twin sister, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, but I can't remember what her sister did. Was her sister in a band? And I'm drawing a blank on her name.
1: Um, Kelly Deal. Oh, she was in a band. What was her band? it sounds super familiar to me she was in the breeders and that was oh, amazing was she? That she did. and then she did kelly deal 6000 i don't even know what that is i like guess a solo album
0: oh
1: and she had legal problems way to go wikipedia pointed <laughs> it all out hey. <laughs> yeah,
0: i think the drummer was the only guy in that band right talking about the breeders
1: i was trying to think of what what the other people do because i remember uh, joey santiago doing a bunch of random things here and there and stuff like that it only says he has two associated acts, but I really felt like he felt like he did more. It looks like Kelly
0: Deal was in and out of the breeders. Yeah, maybe I don't know.
1: Like I said, I don't remember. I don't remember very many breeders songs, much less albums. So,
0: I know they put out several, and the only one I'm aware of is like the only song I'm aware of is Cannonball.
1: Yeah, Cannonball's the main one, but that had the greatest bassline ever. Oh, it's <laughs> so good.
0: Oh, yeah. Everybody knows what that is, and that. That song, like, I don't even listen to it anymore because it's on like every 90s playlist on every streaming service that has ever existed. So it's just gotten kind of beaten to death. It's a great song. It really is. I'm just kind of worn out on it.
1: I'm fighting myself to make a spin
0: doctor's joke. Well, I'm going to find the most (laughs) embarrassing band that you like one day. And I know people that'll tell me. So it'll happen. Who will tell
1: you? Who will tell you? Oh, you just wait. My I friend. like Hootie and the Blowfish. Does that make it feel better?
0: No, because I like Hootie and the Blowfish.
1: <laughs> so I, I I've been waiting. I've been waiting for Hootie to bring, bring brought up more because my sister went to a Hootie and the Blowfish concert in the late nineties. Yeah, and the coolest thing she told me about it wasn't. I I wasn't. I I don't think I was old enough to quite. I didn't. I wasn't sure what a condom was at first, so I had to actually ask, but. <laughs> Because I think it was thirteen or twelve or thirteen, so I wasn't sure. But she's like, "Yeah, no, they they were selling everything there, and there was a condom that who do goes in here.' Uh. Uh. <laughs> By the way, I have no guilty pro- pleasures when it comes. No, I have no guilty pleasure whatsoever. Your
0: face right now is telling me otherwise.
1: Yeah. Well, you shouldn't feel that bad because, like, as we proved on Facebook the other day, and apparently for fairly other times, and even I went, I went and had dinner with. With our good friend and silent co-host who hasn't joined us yet, Jeremy, <laughs> I went and had dinner with him and the girl I'm seeing, and made fun of the Spin Doctors. Guess how alone I was in the middle of that? Every, everyone but me. Like, I'm telling you, everyone's a Spin Doctors fan but me. <laughs> so you have you you have nothing to worry about because you are you are on this magical island of Spin Doctors fan, and then it's me down here going, screw the two princes,
0: yeah. You know. Well, we're having a lot of fun up here. I'll have you know on our spin Doctor's Island.
1: Apparently, there's a party with uh, floppy eared hats and hacky sacks,
0: and Jimmy Olsen. And Jimmy Olsen? That's the that's Jimmy Olsen's blues. Is one of their songs? Oh wow, it was one of their singles that you should know probably. That's I need the to, one. That's the one where they're singing about Superman.
1: I need to break out my. Uh, well, that makes sense. Of this album called Pocketful of Kryptonite. Correct. That's where that
0: that song is where that line comes from. Dude, you've got like the vinyl on yourself. Don't lie.
1: Don't no. <laughs> they don't, you don't got a lot of kick adjusted. They don't make vinyl of that. At least I'll they bet they don't. do. I'll they bet don't. they do. Yeah, if they make vinyl of that, do not buy it and send it to me because I will break it. I'll keep it for myself. <laughs> you should keep it Hater. for yourself. Hater, I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I got, I, I don't actually have anything that I could legitimately say that somebody make fun of me for. Oh, no, I, I have one, but I. Dude, oh, my God, it's only $20? <laughs> you found a Spin Doctors Vinyl, didn't you? Yeah, dude, it's on Amazon. There's only three left in stock. I better First order soon. This? Keep typing away with your address and put it on there. Oh, no, I got that on one click, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amazon. See all
0: 23 formats and editions?
1: Good night. Please tell me you can get a mini disc. I want it on a mini disc. I used to have a mini disc player. Those
0: were the greatest thing for a while. though. I had I had one of like the portable ones. It was a Sony Walkman minidisc player, and I could record directly onto it. That oh, it was great.
1: Oh, that was like that. Would if if MP3s and all that junk would have wouldn't have come in and killed it? Mini would have been the rage, man. I'm telling
0: you, dude. I loved it. That thing was great. It it stopped working or whatever, and it was right around the time that uh, MP3s kind of took off. I could even hook it up to my computer. I mean, you had to record on it real time, which was garbage, but it was super you know. cool.
1: Should have done. Should have done Pixies versus Spin Doctors. It Pixies the, win.
0: I'll, dude, I'll even throw that on there. Pixies yeah, win.
1: That's what I'm just saying. That would have been the best stomping ever.
0: Yeah, that would have. That would. They would have gotten Trump.
1: I didn't think same kind of time area, but I don't. I don't think they would have ever crossed paths at all, in the least.
0: No. Well, I mean, even in the in the original run of Pixies albums, uh, what was the last one called? Trump does something.
1: I, I can never pronounce it. I pronounce it very wrong every time. The one with
0: the eyeballs on the front. Trump something. Yeah. That one came out in ninety one. Trump la or yeah. That that came out in ninety-one when Nevermind came out. So that's when Nirvana broke.
1: They were pretty much that was like that was just like uh the the disband of the Pixies and the beginning of Nirvana is pretty much like up and down. Yeah, that's right there. Yep. I think as much as Nevermind is attributed to the pixies i think the more you listen to the pixies you notice it's inheriting a spirit of it but it doesn't it doesn't eat it you know it doesn't like inhale the whole thing and be like regurgitate it it's it's definitely an homage versus being a complete shitty reproduction
0: right it's well and it's it's just here and there i mean yeah smells like teen spirit could easily be a pixie song
1: but other ones it's just like it's too it, I mean, to put it, put it, put the, you know, the pen on the nose way hard. It's too grungy for the pixies at points, right. points in time. It really is. Well,
0: it's not that it's grungy. I'd say it's more Nirvana. While Nirvana's grunge, they're the punk rock version of grunge. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Alice, Alice in Chains and Soundgarden are the more heavy metal version of grunge. Pearl Jam was like alternative grunge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were all grunge, but, you know, and for whatever loose. Definition of grunge you can come up
1: with. And Bush was that version of grunge that your mom felt okay. Punch in the face
0: and hate on them like all the time.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Your mom likes Bush. (laughs) That's
0: That's graphic.
1: No, I meant like she, you know, moms are the ones that would like Bush because it's just like, that's so good. It's so nice and it's so sweet. And like, I don't care. Screw those bastards. (laughs)
0: Actually, you know what? Lithium could. Lithium is more of a Pixie song than Smells Like Teen Spirit.
1: Yes, I'll go with that one entirely. Yep. Then I mean, even the second, dude. The second
0: half, the first half of that album is where you get all the hits: Smells Like Teen Spirit, In Bloom, Come As You Are, Lithium. But dude, the second half of Nevermind, Territorial Pissings, Drain You, Lounge Act, Stay Away, On a Plane, <sighs> Something in the Way, Something in the Way is kind of the dude. That the whole second half of Nevermind is fantastic.
1: You're saying this right now, and the only thing that's ran through my mind is, when's the last time I ran through all of Nevermind? Like, cover to cover. When's the last time I just said, screw it, I need to listen to the song? And it's telling me I need to do it more than anything. I need, I've need i probably done the Pixies, most of the Pixies albums cover to cover. More times I've done Nevermind as of late, so I'm going to yeah. have to do that.
0: And and what, what surprises me is every... And it hasn't happened near as often as it has with Nevermind, but the amount of times I listened to In Utero, it had been years since I listened to In Utero completely. Um, but man, I'll tell you, like serve the servants,
1: man, that's a good song. I know people can't see this, but they will maybe we'll put this one on air.
0: So never which I need a copy of on vinyl. Bleach. Excellent album.
1: And in utero. And the best part is is I don't I don't know how much this is true, but if you can see it import. Holland import. I got wow. them Half Price Books. Man, I scored
0: so many good vinyls from Half Price Books.
1: Oh, yeah, right? they the, you know, I picked up
0: I picked up an original press of the Ramones second album for
1: $10. Oh, wow. That's really awesome. On, on red vinyl. I think I got I got a lot of my Queen albums there, a lot mm-hmm. of my uh Beatles albums, harder to find Beatles Beatles albums, second yeah. pressings, everything like that and, you know, some some other stuff too and it's like it Half Price Books has been the best place for vinyl ever.
0: Oh, yeah. I love going there and digging around. But every once in a while, you run into like there was some, I was digging through vinyls one day, and there was a bunch of teenage kids digging around. And one of them was just kind of being a snot about everything. You go, oh, I already got that. I already got that. I already got that. Well, You don't even know half these bands. You're just saying that to irritate your friends.
1: It's like, do you have that uh, Bear Steam Bears album from 1972 where the no, Bears yeah, I are it. on fire? Got it. Oh. got it. Got that one
0: doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, what I was saying, um, in utero, man. Freaking solid. I'm not a big fan of Harp Shaped Box because I know that song's about what's Pretty her name. Love. Yeah. Yeah. But Serve the Servant, Scentless Apprentice is Sentless Apprentice is my favorite song on that album, I think. Which going back to Muddy Banks of the Wishkaw, dude, the live version of Scentless Apprentice on that album. Whew. Yeah. It's it's so much faster and Dave Grohl just kills it.
1: Dude, Penny Royalty yeah, I don't know. it's just like it's such a it is this is just a really good album, And I have to say, it's like Tourette's, dude. Dumb, this was really good. All apologies, apologies.
0: yeah. Milk It is actually a really good song.
1: I might, and this might be sacrilegious. You can tell me to go to hell after this. <laughs> I might like in your better than I like. Never mind.
0: I'm not gonna be mad at you for that. Nope, not one, and,
1: yeah. And it's yeah i mean like that's the thing you think about it it's like they have i think they have more they have more songs on between b sides and like random stuff than they do it's like and that's what that's what like flabbergasted me because i don't remember that all the time but like they had three albums that's it they had three albums three albums and an ep yeah and they have like all this random stuff in between because like what was the ones i had uh about to make it uh about to make it pg-13 to mild r here in a second (laughs) When I had an MP3 player, I had put all of this on there, so it's like you just saw Nerfana Moist vagina. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't remember that stuff? Uh-uh. Well um, hold on. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I had MP3s for it all. So And I think it was just actually it was just a song. Yeah, it was a it was an all apologies B side or whatever. It was so so my dad moves my truck one morning. And I have all of this Nirvana stuff on this MP3 CD in there, and it's like, and it comes back, and he wakes, like, because I'm like sleeping till noon at this point, because I'm like, I don't know, 19 or 20. So he goes, he moves my truck, so I can move their car out, puts in the street, comes back upstairs, throws my keys, and goes, "What the hell is Moist Vagina?" And I look at him, going, (laughs) 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 "Does he not know?" It's like, how did I get, get here? How did, How did they get here? <laughs> like, what yeah. all right. It's like, do you mean do you mean that was the song on my radio? It's like, yeah. It's like that's weird. It's like, yeah, no, it's a band. I wasn't gonna go farther than that because like I don't know what I'd say. Yeah, no, that's a band, and they think they they like their favorite words separately are moist and vagina. They just happen to put them together and they worked. <laughs> <I> don't know <laughs> what to tell you.
0: Um Yeah. Yeah, that's incesticides. I'm looking at incesticide now. Sliver. Actually, that's one of my favorite Nirvana songs.
1: Um, ben a Sun is awesome,
0: too. Molly's Lips. Son of a Gun? Dude, Son of a Gun's a good song. Uh,
1: Molly's Lips was another Vaseline cover, too.
0: Yes, and I think Son of a Gun is, too.
1: I don't remember what Son of a Gun
0: Yeah. Son of a Gun's by the Vaselines, also.
1: So, it's like the original, it was Sliver, Blue, Hormoning, Kill Rock Stars, Bleach, Reissue... Previous unreleased, yeah. There was a lot of that's a lot of random shit on there, by the way. Yeah, but that's a single
0: from Australia and Japan.
1: So I think I think overall, like the the Pixies had a lot more albums, but Nirvana had a lot of like mixed shit in between. They had a lot of just random stuff that was kind of out there. They're definitely more they're more underorganized. I'm gonna give that to them if anything, and I mean that in a good way. Nirvana was so unorganized that they just had songs that lingered out there that would make it onto random things and be put together. But it was so, even years later, you pit together, you pit together a bunch of this random stuff, and it so worked. Oh right, yeah.
0: And I think one of one of the cool things about Nirvana is they can take influence from the Pixies, the Beatles, the Ramones. You can look at all the different stuff that mixed them together to make Nirvana and it shouldn't work together none of those three should work together
1: (laughs) no but but
0: somehow it does
1: yeah and I think whoever whoever had more clout overall in the long term or the short term or the public face or the private facing you know the reserve thing I think you know Nirvana will still be you know the quintessential 90s band Oh, absolutely more than anybody but i mean i I think the only thing that bugs me about that when people say the quintessential 90s band i think if we go back and look at the 90s you have 90 to 95 maybe 96 and then 97 to like 2000 is a whole different like genre of shit
0: i mean and there's there's even there there might even be more than that i mean grunge died out relatively early Hmm. but even very early night very early 90s was still basically up until Nevermind really broke, and that was like late ninety one, maybe even early ninety two, before they really started getting airplay on like MTV and radio stations back yeah. when MTV would play things. It was still basically just nineties music or eighties music, I mean. Yeah.
1: So, and, so to you give know. you an idea, like uh and this is the one I looked to prove the point because it really does. My own prison by Creed was ninety-seven.
0: Ooh. That's
1: so, a bad here. So like you want to talk <laughs> about like so, you got 97, so you get Creed out of that, then you get Nickelback out of that, and you get the slow transition to the post grunge crap or whatever. And, and that's what I call it. And that's kind of where you go. Well, but
0: with then, it. oh, but then 90s also gave birth to new metal, which is a real thing that happened. You got no, Korn, it didn't. Corn, Lint Biscuit, Kid Rock, your buddy who holds up out of that, really? Who holds up? Corn's first three albums.
1: You tell me you still listen to a Corn album
0: not regularly but dude their first two albums are pretty intense still
1: i think i can still hum got the life in my head so
0: that's on uh their third one those are the only ones i ever listened to i don't anything past that i'm like yeah i just Jesus. don't
1: actually part of me thinks i could probably re-listen to uh their uh the biscuits cover faith a little bit
0: yeah i'll be honest with you it's on my 90s playlist just because why wouldn't you cre- recreate a george michael tune in the late 90s doing it like the new metal slash kick hop, which was also a term that was thrown around. Don't act like it wasn't.
1: You liked Sugar Ray. If you're going to use that term, you had to like Sugar Ray. I like their
0: singles. I didn't listen to their albums.
1: God, I can only imagine what their albums sound like. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. But I mean, like that that that's pretty interesting. It's like they're going to say the 90s was it's, so... you, can't, you can't pin a
0: quintessential band in the 90s. You just can't.
1: I think, yeah, and, like, so, I mean, like, we're talking, like I said, my own prison was 97. So, I mean, like, Grunge had a short-lived thing. We're not even going to call it 90. We're going to call it maybe 91, 92. Cobain dies in, what, 94? Yes. And then, like, I you think. have and then you have this, like, whole fade-out thing, which right. a lot of the guys from the Grunge era either died out or, like, literally or just kind of, like, they, they did kind of move into something else. With the exception of Bush, Bush died. You can be happy about that, Josh. Oh, so happy. Yeah, but, you are. <laughs> but like, I think Eddie Vedder trend, transcended the years.
0: Well, I think Pearl Jam was smart enough to change.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not no. even gonna go. I'm not even gonna go Pearl Jam. I think Eddie Vedder by himself changed. Yeah. And
0: well, then he got um, Matt Cameron to start playing drums for him. That was a smart move. You have a love of drummers. Well, I am one, so I tend to notice when they're good.
1: I'd ask who your favorite drummer is, but I have a feeling I already know the answer.
0: It's complicated.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's
0: complicated? It's a complicated answer.
1: I figured it was going to be someone with the first name Neil.
0: It is. He's one of them.
1: All right. Who are the other ones? Dave
0: Grohl, Keith Moon. I mean, yeah, I love The Who. And actually, I only only started listening to The Who because it's Neil Pert's favorite band. Or at least it was at one point in time.
1: So, part girl, moon. Yep. Okay. That's it, really? I think so. I think you go, um, shit, what is his name? He's one of the fastest drummers, and he was a, was he a jazz drummer? I can't think of his oh, name. Oh, Buddy
0: Rich? Buddy Rich, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah, Buddy Rich is amazing. But if you're going to go back to that, I mean, listen to Gene Krupa also.
1: All right. I don't know if I could pick my favorite drummer. Um... Actually, this one you'll find a little weird because it's like I'm not gonna say favorite, but it's just somebody that you haven't already mentioned because it's, all those guys are good. The um, you ever heard the band Death Cap for Cutie? Yeah, I like their drummer because I remember like he's like he's really good, but he he was breaking apart the timing of the uh, of one of their songs, and he's sitting there, and I think his. Like literally, like his right foot, you know, around the base, and it's going at like four four. His right mm-hmm. arm is going at like three five. He like he's he's putting out all these time so signatures. He's,
0: he's like a Stewart Copeland, is what yeah, you're saying. Exactly,
1: yeah. and he's doing that. And I'm just like, wow, he's a really talented drummer. And It's like he I, I listen to him do this. He's talking about how as he does it, as he's playing one of the, you know, there's not a lot of for a drummer. There's not a lot of super noticeable riffs all the time. Like the, the drums riffs are pretty. They're they're awesome and mind blowing, but at the same time they're not uh, they're not always noticeable on their own. And he was playing one of the ones that uh, was actually noticeable, and he's doing the timings to it and everything like that. And just like listen to this for five minutes, listening to talk and how easy it was. You wanted to hate him afterwards because he's actually that good.
0: I'm gonna send you a link when we're done talking right. to a video clip. <clears throat> the drummer's name is Tony Royster Jr. If you've never heard of him.
1: Uh, he
0: he plays with this uh kind of jazz fusion band called asap but he's also toured with like um you know like jay-z and guys like that but the guy is some of the stuff he's doing i couldn't do on my best day back when i was really good when i was like 17
1: yeah
0: it just makes me want to go in the backyard and put all my drum crap in a pile and set it on fire. And it's effortless to him. I mean, you'll watch some of the stuff he does, and it's like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing.
1: Like, And God. then you've got
0: guys like um, Josh Dion. He's with this band called Paris Monster, I believe, who with he plays drums, but he doesn't use his right hand to play drums. His right hand is playing a keyboard, and he's singing at the same time.
1: That's where you're that's where you were saying you put that on Facebook a couple weeks ago. And it was like it's like talking about you should have learned how to do that. That was actually kind of oh, awesome. God, that guy's great. It's
0: super entertaining to watch too, because he makes really awesome facial expressions.
1: Hell yeah. Can do that. <laughs> Yeah. Something about Pixie's Nirvana? Somebody better? I don't know. We each have an opinion. Yeah, we went down the we went up. We started to go down the uh the rabbit hole is that is uh who are some of the best drummers, but on a side note, I'm looking that's at the an episode
0: in and of itself.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, looking at, looking at here though, uh, I guess, no, the, the event we we're talking about was the rock and roll hall of fame in 2014. That's what it is. What? I'm, the, when we were talking about the, uh, the women singing, uh, for Nirvana. Oh yeah. When they got inducted. Yeah. That's, that's what, what it was. You're that's right. what the induction. So I just read that. and I don't think, I don't think the pixies are there yet. And I don't, they should be, I yeah I was going to say I don't know. Dude, if, that's a
0: whole other one. Bands that need to be in the rock and roll Hall of Fame. You know who's not and should be is Joe Cocker.
1: Joe Cocker's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Nope.
0: He is that not. That
1: seems like the worst thing ever.
0: That's it really is a shame. I mean that guy, man, his first couple albums, whole.
1: So and I don't I don't remember how many of these he did, but like my dad is not a very, you know, he would agree with you. He's not a Beatles fan. Uh-huh. but Joe Cocker did a couple Beatles covers. Oh, he did a bunch of Beatles covers. Yeah. And like, I mean, like everybody's heard is, uh, had a little help from my friends because that yeah. is a great cover. And I'd almost give, I'd almost give Joe oh, Cocker's hey, version man. of the better one.
0: I th- It's the one that a lot of people, are, you know, unless you're a Beatles fan, it's, it's the one that a lot of people are more familiar with. And man, I've got um, Mad Dogs and Englishman with him and Leon Russell. Dude, that record's great. Is the man still alive? Mr. Cocker is no longer with us.
1: I was gonna say, when was that? Uh 2013. No, 2014. He died at the age of seventy. He, he uh he covers Let It Be. Why in the hell is he not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
0: Dude, Billy Joel makes a case. Like he wrote the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And if Billy Joel is putting up somebody, that dude thinks a lot of himself. So if he's saying this other guy needs to be in too, that's saying something. So it's it's it seems like I've always had a case for somebody to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, I'm totally, and then they get in and I'm like, well, no, this guy needs to go in. It was Iggy Pop for a long time. It was Rush. Currently, it's Joe Cocker. Iggy Pop not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really bothered me for a long time. It's just as shallow as the WWE Hall of Fame.
1: I feel like it has, it should have a little more prestige, but you know, whatever. Not
0: much. And, and the only reason it's gotten more is because there's a physical building that you can go and look at.
1: I want to say, didn't the uh, NWA go in like last year or two years ago?
0: Oh, very well could be.
1: Which um, I was really kind of happy about that. I thought, you know, for a minute there, I thought the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was going to be a little bit picky about, you know, genre, but. And like they said, NWA, it's like, all right, I'm all for it. NWA was like, see, you know, actually, thinking about our showdown right now, Mm -hmm. I think think examining like Pixies and Nirvana is definitely a good thing, but examining impact, if you were to take Nirvana versus NWA and level of impact that they had, I don't don't know. NWA, the rappers? Yeah, NWA, the rappers. Think about this for a second. NWA was like, yeah, they're a band that will have, say, quintessential. If you're going to look, if you're not doing, like, rock music when it comes to the 90s, it's like, uh, fuck the police is, like, probably probably something to be thrown out a lot.
0: NWA spawned so much after they came. (laughs) Like, after they came and went, and they were in and out relatively quickly. Everything that everyone was so afraid of for rap music for so long started with NWA. Yeah. You know, the violent content, the sexual content, all of that. All of that started with NWA. And what what was I mean rap and hip hop now, I'm not a huge fan of, but anything in the nineties, I'll pretty much listen to. That all spawns off of them. All that whole East Coast, West Coast thing. I mean rap for the longest time was upbeat and was about partying and having fun. But then NWA said, No, this is what's really happening out here. Yeah. This is what the world's really like.
1: It was a it was a dose of realism. I think, um, and don't don't call me one of those pushers when I say this. I think that you might find some rap today that you like, but there's a lot more mainstream stuff moving I mean, on. Yeah. yeah. The, the mainstream stuff is probably what I don't like. I, I would think it's a it's something where it's like you know what you like, you've been liking what you like, and the mainstream is it's harder to sift through and find new things. It's like but it's not right. like you have to. It's like you can still listen to rap you can still rediscover rap music from ten years ago and you can be really fine. That's oh yeah, name.
0: and that was—I had friends that turned me, or one friend, uh, the gentleman who is actually responsible for forty in a movie night, turned me onto some underground stuff that I'd never heard, like uh, Merce. You know who Merce is? Merce. That sounds really familiar. He he did some stuff with Shock G, who is one of the alter egos of the guy that does Humpty Hump. Stuff like MF Doom. Del the Funky Homo Sapien.
1: I haven't listened to that in forever.
0: The only reason I know about Del the Funky Homo Sapien is because of uh, Gorillaz. I forgot he was a part of that. I always... Yep, their first album. He was the guy that rapped on their first album. And he's amazing. And and if you haven't listened to Deltron 3030, you need to get in on Deltron 3030.
1: That's a lot of good stuff. Anyway. So do we have a clear winner? Is it just pretty much so subjective that we just can't?
0: I think it's very subjective but I will definitely give you that you don't have the hits that made Nirvana the sensation that they were without the pixies and Kurt Cobain even said that and I while I love the Pixies my personal pick is Nirvana like if you had to if I had to pick one of these bands like you're gonna you're gonna lock me in a room for a year and I only have one of these two bands music to listen to it's gonna be Nirvana
1: yeah I'm still gonna default to the pixies and it it comes to the variety there is there and the, just like the love of uh, that kind of melodic kind of yeah, quirky indie rock that comes out of the whole deal. But it's like, I just, I, I, I couldn't, it's still a little bit of a hard pick. It's, it's Pixies by Shade basically. So.
0: But then, yeah. And, but what also I fall back onto is, yeah, they had the three studio albums, but Incesticide fun to listen to. Muddy um, Banks of the Wish Cause, fun to listen to. Unplugged mm-hmm. is pretty great.
1: Yeah, no clear winner. It's two sides of it's two sides of the same coin, and that's all we can go with. Right, and
0: it's it's one or the other, man. I mean, it, it, people are going to fight for both sides, and I will I will definitely say that Doolittle and and uh, Surfer Rosa, fantastic albums. If you've not listened to those, I can't recommend highly enough.
1: And if you haven't ever listened to Mer- Nevermind, you're probably freaking deaf. So.
0: Or you've been That's in a cave.
1: You, yeah, or in, living in a cave. And if you're living in a cave and you're just getting out of a cave and you're listening to this podcast, we'd like to thank you for figuring out what a podcast is and downloading our podcast. Thanks.
0: We appreciate all of our fans. <laughs> one, have a choice,
1: <laughs> Especially both of ours. Especially the ones that have just recently come out of a cave. We're glad they let you out.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I'm out of
1: beer, man. I'm weirdly out of beer, too. All right. Well, until next time. Try and be nice to each other. And if you listen to Nickelback, fuck off.